everyone. Hi everyone. This is Saya. And this is Festa Faster. And you're, you're listening to Stars in My Pocket. Oh, Yeah, she deals with young adult stuff. She's a pretty sorted out girl. Just that she has never dated. And the fact that weightlifting had always been very easy for her. And this was kind of her way of finding out how much she actually loved the sport. I actually thought of this as, for me, this show was like a book. Um, You remember those Catherine Gilbert Murdoch books, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the titles right now. A Dairy Queen and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you love that. Yeah. You kept talking about it. <laughs> Sometimes I watch dramas that feel like the books I love, and that's really uh, like the ultimate experience for me. I think it's the nature of the medium, because with a show, you have, you're telling it week to week, so you have to have mm. those highs and lows to make people come back and watch them, whereas with a book, it's not the same. Like the right. the way the narrative flows is different. Like oh, I remember. Oh, that's what I really enjoyed about. Okay, go on. I, I, was, I can't remember what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? I think it was Gilmore Girls actually. Um, maybe okay. it was some interview or something. Uh, and they were talking yeah. about when, um, like when you make a uh, an episodic show, there are these points yeah. where you have to have the dramatic moment because they're commercial breaks. So, like, per episode, you need, like, three or four or five. Or I, th- that, I found that really interesting because you generally you don't, or I don't think of it that way and because I don't know a lot about the industry and I'm not, like, I don't come at visual media from a, a position of expertise or anything like that. I don't have mm. a, you know, a film background or anything like that. I come uh, to it as someone who just likes stories. And yeah. this is sort of through the medium of books, because books are where I started. Although that's not at all true, because I've been a TV addict for practically my life. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but like, for me, what I appreciate from a story is not the technical ability, uh, but mm. the uh, storytelling, the execution of the storytelling. Did it? Right. Did I get into it? Did I... Uh, did I have a relationship with the story, which is like the ultimate? Um, and where was I going with it? I have no idea. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so coming back to what we were originally saying, uh, the thing about books is that, like you said, you develop a relationship with the characters, right? But with most dramas, um, I'm not talking about the really good ones that we talk about repeatedly. I, I think those are the exceptions. Those Those are the dramas that do it exactly right. Uh, much in the way that good books do they put the characters before not before the story but at par with the story they develop both equally the one the one propels the other as in they're very closely tied Ex- exactly plot progression and, and and not like say uh something insane like uh the 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 one with the four knights what was that oh cinderella and the four knights i didn't watch that so i don't know anything about it i watched a bit of it and i and i and i don't want to hate on it you because can. lots of people do my sister really likes it i understand but the thing is that i i, I don't want to hate on it but the one of the weaknesses and of course i didn't finish it so again i don't get to hate on it because i didn't finish it i don't think i've earned the right it's okay you, you're allowed to you're allowed to critique it <laughs> 
yeah so the, the part that i do want to critique is this plot was ridiculously simple the characters were left almost um not even two dimensional i think that's one dimension too much um, expecting it's really people. really it's it's like the the writers were like the audience already knows these tropes mm. so so long as i kind of like hint towards these tropes and like broadly outline them the you audience will understand right yeah so it, it it was like ridiculous how little work the the writers and the the, the show creators did so with, with stories like that and and unfortunately most dramas do um you know they are created along those lines because they are in serialized forms the characters are given less development than uh, they would be if they were story they they were in a story in a book mm-hmm. but kim bok joo i think they did a marvelous job where the story and the characters developed at pace with each other mm-hmm. and right up till the end of episode 15 it was perfect at least as far as i was concerned because i marathoned it i wasn't work, watching it along you know week by week i watched it all together uh, sometime last week mm. and I it was like, <laughs> i i hate you because it was one of those shows you know sometimes there are shows you just want to marathon and y- you know i i think i watched it in chunks i mostly watched it week to week but uh, like in the beginning I watched yeah. uh, the first two weeks or three weeks of episodes back to back. Um, yeah. Back to back meaning it took me two weeks because you know work. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. like being able to reach for the next episode and then like when you fin- when you're watching it live and you you finish the episode you're like but 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 why do I have to wait another week? <laughs> I know. And see, the thing is, I think this is karma because I was hating on you guys. for having started it off and i was stuck with work and i couldn't watch it and i was miserable and then i could and i could marathon it yeah sometimes uh yeah yeah so that's the thing i mean it, it was it was perfect i didn't expect it to be that good now see the thing was that um the moment they uh, announced the show mm. and uh, they revealed the first shots i was like i know this this girl i've seen her somewhere and right before that oh, you she mean was you didn't doctor. recognize her no because of her haircut oh, right it's really interesting yeah the i i didn't recognize her in the first shots that were released so i'm totally like but, that if you change someone's hair and i don't recognize them anymore <laughs> I, unfortunately look the, that was especially because right before that she uh, was a doctor yeah and she she was a, a much more poised character right she had none of those sudden bursts like she did in uh, cheese in the trap mm. which she did amazingly i loved her character she was my favorite until the end but <laughs> i hate doctors so did i but that was exactly the thing that that's why i became so attached to her yeah. the the she did the nuances really initially she had no nuance whatsoever yeah. she was just horribly hateful yeah. are we allowed to use bad words here because i was about to say bitch and i'm not sure if you're allowed to say bitch i don't know that's your choice do do, do we get rated like do podcasts get rated i don't know maybe you should just say witch yeah i'm, just, <laughs> i'm pretty sure with witch i i don't i don't want to yeah i don't i don't want to handicap us okay So she was a horrid witch. <laughs> and what they do? Oh my god. Oh my god, I hate puppies. <laughs> puppies are the worst. 
I think he just ate my cat's poop. I could be wrong, but I definitely saw a bigger piece of poop than is. Okay, this will have to be edited out. Oh God, I'm pretty sure he ate the poop. Do you need to go and see anything? There's not much I can do about it. I'm just gonna give him meds. It's gone, right? Oh, good. You're vomiting. That's fantastic. Please vomit it out. That does happen when anything eats poop. I guess this is not good. We should. We should probably stop talking yeah, about let, this right let's. now. I need to drink. Yeah. Okay. So, where were we? What were we talking about before all of this? I have my memory has been wiped clean. Oh, I remember. Okay, what, what what's her name though? What's the name of the actress? Which one? Lee Sung Kyung. Is it Lee Sung Kyung? Lee Sung Kyung. Ah, <laughs> uh, I saw her in uh, Cheese. And kind of fell in love with her. I don't know why, because she was horrible. But um, it just the way she did this character was, I mean, she really stood out. Yeah. And then yeah, she... she did doctors, <laughs> and weirdly, I had more sympathy for her than for okay, Shin Park Shin Hae, Park Shin Hae, yeah. And it, which was weird because I loved Park Shin Hae and I loved her adolescent those those years that they showed. Did you watch Doctors at all? I didn't watch Doctors. I did want to, okay. but then I just read so much mediocreness around it, and I was like, I have very limited time. I'm going to watch whatever I was watching instead, <laughs> which oh, was that nothing. Makes sense. It was nothing. I was busy oh. recapping them because when I'm recapping, I can't watch anything because there's no time. So yeah, yeah. that was my three months of just doing jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> which was totally worth the jealousy. Was awesome, but like, the I thing was that I'd seen her in Doctors, and I had really wanted her character to get um to have some kind of development faster but her character stayed stale and at the same point it kind of pedaled water for the first i think 19 episodes mm-hmm. and in just the last couple of episodes she had like fortunately i got to recap one yeah, episode that, of it that was the only recap yeah it, was, it was it was the one episode where her character finally got some development so i was really happy to recap that one and Yeah so that that then she finally became the character I wanted her to become mm. but it was too late in the drama you know i mean most readers i'm um, sorry most viewers uh, <laughs> who hated uh, on the drama kept coming back to the fact that this one character never seemed to get any development she's just this one note character and even when she was being one note i loved her yeah. because as an actress she was just so impressive i really wanted her to get you know a uh, a lead some in something and then they released the photos of weightlifting yeah what i think with with uh, an actress like Lee Sun Kyung is that she's so outrageously beautiful that yeah. she's just totally secure in that like she know like It's just that inner security that makes her able to not be vain because she knows how amazing, like how beautiful she is, and I know not in an, an arrogant way, but in a way that makes her not insecure about her. Like she doesn't try to pretty act, and exactly that's what makes her performance so enjoyable because she goes all in, and you can see that. She, she like she's totally yeah, like, and, she's, and she's very physical. She's, yeah, she's willing to get so ugly for like that's what's so great about Kim Bokju is that. She's absolutely all in being this unpretty girl, and you do yeah. forget. You don't even see it how gorgeous she is. I mean, you do and you don't. Like you can, you don't look at her and think, "Wow," 
you look at her and no, I, just, I, like, I know, you know what you mean. It's it's because you you're seeing her through her own eyes, right. and in her own eyes, she's not pretty. So and 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 she can make the audience connect with that. So you, when you look at her, you're looking at her as this really physically capable girl who's very social, very friendly, and she has all of this stuff, love and support, and all of that going for her. But she doesn't think she's pretty. She doesn't think she's ever gonna get a I don't know, a, a boyfriend, and she's not even interested in that. And that's actually what makes her so exciting to watch, because yeah. it it makes her able to actually act, rather than relying on her looks, which is what a lot of, you know, attractive or beautiful actresses, or actors, in fact, even, do, is that they rely on their looks to get by in the role, or they think mm. the looks are enough, or their agencies push them on the base of their looks. Um, but actually... She, like she's so secure in it that she doesn't even need to rely on them or think of them in any way. She can just do her thing, and it's it's great. I love it. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the choice of the agency or if if she's choosing the scripts on her own. But just the variety in the last three roles that she's done shows that she's willing to take on characters that you know they they're not they they don't adhere to any just one trope. And she's willing to do all sorts of characters, which is amazing. And I and I really hope that she keeps getting lead roles because she can probably take on any kind of character. I, I can see her doing um I don't know a, a very demure character, and I can see. I her want to see her doing these loud, unusual characters. I think they suit because her so those well. are she fits them perfectly. Yeah, she has the right I energy know. for it as well. She's not uh, you know, you can get anybody to be a drab candy, but. It takes a, a different level of energy to be someone this layered and relatable and generally wonderful. Without getting annoying, right? Because right, there exactly. are certain actresses who do it. And she and makes you laugh. Very, very... I mean, yeah, if we, if we naturally. In, in the first half of Cheese in the Trap, for example, she was annoying. Like, she'd start talking and be like, oh my god, be quiet. Yeah, but then that was, that was her intent. Yeah. Like, she was trying but, to be annoying. <laughs> but here, there, there are actresses who do... So, huh? I was going to say you definitely don't start to like her until the second half. Exactly, but then in the second half she got nuance. Suddenly right. you could see her backstory, the, her perspective on on things. Mm. And if you read the comic books, they give you that perspective from pretty early on. Oh. But they kind of like held back on that mm. in the um, you know yeah. uh, show. So, but in this one, in in Bokju, because as other actresses none come to mind immediately oh no wait hey I, one does come to mind uh now i loved faith you know how much i loved faith yeah but me too. the actress the actress who did who played what, kim, what was her name kim heeson kim right so kim heeson she she was annoying she was annoying in the first few episodes and i know she wasn't trying to be and it took me a while to get used to her but she was annoying she was trying to be funny, but she wasn't funny. <laughs> I don't even remember how I felt about her in the beginning because I adored her so much by the end. I, I did too. I mean, within when, as soon as she became a little settled mm-hmm. in in that time, when she wasn't trying to, she wasn't screaming and trying to run away. And it just, the, the fish out of water thing became a little more natural mm-hmm. around, I think, the fourth or fifth episode. And she suddenly became this really in like this this rooted, endearing, intelligent character. And intelligent actresses, I'm I'm sorry, intelligent female characters in dramas are always, you know, 
you you want them to be intelligent like mm. please be intelligent <laughs> yeah. and she was that and along with that like i always like them to have like to be emotionally grounded like you don't want them like crazy is good but crazy has to be yeah. grounded in something like crazy on its own like sky high crazy yeah. that's no fun because you, you can't it, it's just craziness for its own sake whereas a crazy that has an origin and something that is sort of very deeply embedded in their emotional um yeah think thing their emotional thing in their emotional yeah. landscape then yeah it's it's something that makes the crazy meaningful so i think that both of those characters achieved that true they did um have did you watch another oh young yeah but i didn't finish it the thing with oh young was um that she was this again she had these crazy moments where she would have outbursts and stuff but she would always be she was cheerful she had these frenetic moments and she had these deeply emotional moments so i'm sorry did you watch this i, I totally watched missed it that up to episode 14 how many i watched it up to episode 14 oh, really? too i didn't know it's the final i class her as you know uh, flaily heroines like a, they're hmm. a particular favorite of mine because i'm a flaily person so i'm like i completely relate to this flailiness <laughs> yeah so. But see the thing is that I I got her like you said she she was rooted in emotions and I understood that she had extremes of emotions that is probably not uh normal to a lot of people and but it's normal to her which is yeah and she's constantly feeling yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I could relate and fine I I don't flail quite that much I but do, all the time. I okay <laughs> Awesome, but see the the thing is that a lot of people didn't get it, mm. and she was annoying to them. Actually, that reminds me of what people say about. Have you watched um? It's okay, it's love. It's, yeah, I did. Right, oh, people, and and I found uh the her uh Gong Gong Hyojin who in that Gong Gong Hyojin. Yeah, she got a lot of criticism for being unlikable, and it's funny because I loved how unlikable she was because that was so true to life. um in a way that you don't often see in uh I was going to say fiction or in in dramas you get this a lot yeah. in books but it's much less common to see these really faulty prickly um inconsistent and I thought that was a really important thing because the inconsistency thing it can either be bad writing real. it can either be bad yeah. writing or it can mm-hmm. just be really really yeah exactly and in it's okay it was the latter which was just so perfectly done that as yeah. as someone who is myself uh, unnecessarily complicated and annoying and and difficult i really related to that i loved that <laughs> and i could see why everyone didn't like i definitely can see why everyone didn't but for me it was absolutely just but that might just be because her previous roles she was always it was like the the role before that was master's son right mm. okay so um the thing with um gojin was that okay i'm i'm going to get crucified um for the way i'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pronouncing their names it's, it's, it's horrible okay so gojin she she always did these characters who were they, they had really strong characters strong like but they were like sort of deeply hidden yeah like really really deeply hidden <laughs> and uh the the frills outside were all um you know the the the, the frayed the the sort of uh, fragile uh 
Okay, I'm just throwing out words at this point. Um, words beginning with F. <laughs> apparently, uh, so she needed to be taken care of by this stronger hero, and and both in Greatest Love and Master Son, that's the character she was playing. It was like the same character, mm-hmm. and no matter that she seemed like this, we knew that she was stubborn. We knew that she had a strong will. Mm-hmm. It's just that it only came out in moments of desperation or moments when you know nobody else was stepping up and she had to. Mm-hmm. And then finally, of course, she had her character arc and she became a more independent person. But then in this, in in its okay stuff, she was an independent, strong-willed woman to begin with. Yeah. And it was like a total, it, it was like overturning the trope mm. that she had pretty much exemplified um, in, in the last uh, two shows. And then she did this, Jealousy, mm. which was, I think she was perfect. She hit like the perfect notes here. Yeah. I have to say with Jealousy, it took me quite a long time to really warm to her character because... Remember uh, what I just said about the inconsistency thing? She was really yeah. inconsistent as a character in Jealousy, but not in a way that felt like, not in a, I don't want to say not in a likable way, but if I say that, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I, I know what you um, mean. So, like, it was the kind of inconsistency that just was like, it was wishy-washy, it was this flaky character and if, mm-hmm. like I'm all about the argument that oh, you know people can be flaky, so it it's mm-hmm. it's okay for characters to be flawed in whatever way they're flawed, but mm-hmm. it made her like I just didn't like her at quite a lot of points because I felt that she was stringing people along, I felt she was playing them, she was saying one thing and then doing another, but like for a long yeah. time, um, yeah, and like there were points like when I was recapping this, I would I picked out. The points when I really liked the things her characters her character did, um, hmm. but then like the next episode she'd just go in reverse on that, and you'd be like, but you you couldn't even like stay. Yeah, I was frustrated. Like keeping her word to herself was something that um, was one of the I think the big points for me in in that uh, notable recap that I was not popular for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm really I'm really really glad you I'm really glad you wrote that recap the way you did. <laughs> I I really appreciated your I was, comments. I was then accused of uh, by a friend. I was told that it was very naive of me not to have seen that coming. But like I was watching it in a completely with a completely different expectation in a completely different yeah. way. Like there were there was a certain through line that I was expecting that we would go to uh and then yeah. didn't and then I was like okay but then I adjusted my expectation it was fine we we should we should um talk about what that episode was for um otherwise people listening to this would be really it confused it was an episode of jealousy incarnate Oh, it, let's it was, not give the plot uh, away if anyone wants to look uh, to no, not let, let's not give the plot away but just to give you a context it was the episode where she was supposed to have a um, do her interview for the announcer's position but she had no way of getting back uh, from this weather casting thing she was doing in the middle of a field somewhere mm-hmm. and she had to get back to the station in time for the interview mm-hmm. and she didn't know how to do it and then she gets help and then things get really swoony and the episode ends in a surprising way. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the episode. <laughs> like, up until so, that point, everything about the episode. Oh, uh, it was it. so perfect. And Washington <laughs> was so, so cool. 
And then, Damn it. And then, yeah, yeah, I just didn't. I, I feel like it's telling. I feel like it's telling the easiest story. Like I always feel that's telling the easiest story because it's harder to, to, and perhaps more boring to tell a story where people are restrained and they don't necessarily cross a particular line. I'm not saying no lines are ever crossed. I'm saying some lines are bigger lines than others. And what happened mm. at the end of that episode, that was that was a big line. Like it for a K drama, that was a massive line. It was like it was shocking yeah. for a K drama. I didn't expect that. Yeah, which is why it has such um a diverse set of reactions. Like there were people defending it but criticizing yeah. it at the same time. So it 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 sent us all for for a toss. <laughs> like I think the the discussion that uh we had in the recap was actually a really good discussion. Um, yeah. And in the end, it sort of mostly turned out to be unnecessary because by the next week, it was completely like yeah. it was the reaction that I hoped for. Yeah. The only reaction that made it less terrible. But do you know what? It it didn't help for me because that that thing they did at the end. To me, it was such a betrayal of the characters that they had set up till that point. Washen and Nari, as I knew them, would not have done that. That's what that I was thought. The... But the interesting thing is that we watched it that way, but other people didn't. And I guess this is what is is um, uh, interesting, uh, in danger of, of using that word, what's interesting about the viewing experience is that everyone is watching it from their own lens. And yeah, of course. my point of view didn't make sense to the majority of people. Um, and their point of view was not the same as mine. And so it was uh, yeah. it was quite an interesting thing for me to do to actually put their opinion out there, which if I had been less tired, I probably would have rewritten um, to be. But uh, I think it was I think it was because you cared that much about their story and the characters that had been established <laughs> till then. But you know what? reread it as well i thought oh maybe i wrote this in a crazily emotional way i went back and no it, and it no actually, you it didn't wasn't. it was really the it was written in a very measured way um and then mm. i was like oh how did people read so uh, emotionally into it when i had not written it in uh, an emotionally provocative way for a lot of people it was very personal because they had been through something similar themselves and they felt that they a criticism that. of yeah, that i remember to criticize it in any way would sort of Invert, not necessarily invalidate their experience, but it would make their experiences. Um, it was uh, what is it casting aspersions upon their experiences, which is not you know I can understand why you wouldn't want that. Uh, I think it like you say it made people feel defensive about their experiences, um, yeah. which is fair. You know we're all allowed to feel how how we feel about things, and I don't at all think that they couldn't have reacted in that way. That's their personal experience and that and you know mine was mine it's all cool we are allowed to have different opinions okay so coming back we we went way off the tracks here that's cool didn't we didn't we didn't we start with weightlifting fairy i don't think we actually talked much about what i wanted to say is that the real uh, uh, the real surprise in in weightlifting fairy wasn't yusin jung it was uh, namji hook who is just wow (laughs) because yeah but yeah, go on. You can go ahead. Uh, I saw him in um, Scarlet Heart. Oh, yeah, that's and... of course. Wait, was he in school? Yeah, I never see, noticed I, him. I, I, the last time I saw him was in, in uh, school 2015. Um, you know. Oh, I didn't watch the, that. Uh, tw- oh, you didn't? Oh, no. okay. Well, you're, um, 
You're glad you did. Was he horrible? <laughs> he, he was, he was bad. He, he was fine if he didn't have too much to do. But when he was being pushed as uh, uh, a love interest, oh yeah. god, it was bad. Especially next to Yuk Sungjae, who was so good, and that's why yeah. that that whole drama had a a massive shipping war between uh, Team. Oh, what was the what was his, the character name again? I don't remember what his character name was. Um, but <laughs> like, I I recapped a few of those episodes in the middle as well. So I remember yeah. recapping this uh, one episode. Uh, and, uh, and in this episode, he was having many emotional moments where he was like pondering. And yeah. I kid you not, his pondering face was a constipation face. He, oh god, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. So like, when we got that casting news. I didn't doubt for a second Lee Sung-yong could do it. I was like, yeah, of course she can. I've seen her in It's Okay, It's Love. I've seen her in Cheese. I've seen her in whatever else I saw her in. Um, yeah. I knew she could do it. She she had the range and she had the uh, the the feel right. Um, yeah. But I just winced when I saw who was going to be uh, opposite her because it's like, oh, I still remember you from that bad, bad episode I recapped. <laughs> Oh, God. Please don't be so bad. So, but he like he, in cheese. Um, he was alright, but he didn't have a lot to do. And um, like as long as he was light-hearted and fun, it was fine. But mm. I didn't know if he could bring like heavy emotions or and things like that. But mm. watching uh, weightlifting fairy, he has done a really wide range. Um, in this show, from. He, the easy stuff has, to the hard stuff. So I'm yeah. really impressed because I didn't expect it. And I didn't for a moment think, oh, I can see your, your greenness showing. Not at all. Like, he was there. He was totally in that character. That was exactly the right character for him. And you know what? I, I can I can tell you this. I'm really happy now that I didn't watch School for 2015. You, you I would didn't still be want... crying with your sinking ship. <laughs> Usually, probably. But no, um, I'm glad that I... The, the first time I saw him in anything was Scarlet Heart. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like the seventh prince or something. But I really liked him. See, he didn't have much of a um, character arc aside from being the brother that um, Lee Jun Ki's character was sort of friends with. He became friends... Uh, with this guy first and there was a reason for that too mm. but and also he was he sympathized with the heroine and he was one of the only princes not in love with her yeah. so that was refreshing <laughs> and uh, because oh, everybody else was in love with her um the scarlet heart character that he had didn't have much of an expression to be honest i wasn't entirely yeah, sure that he could act very well that's exactly the problem he had in, uh, in school he just yeah. couldn't do expressions so I wasn't. I'm. I'm. I'm still not sure if his. Um. Uh. Wait. Uh, John. John Damer? No. Wait. Wait. How do you? What is the Sagyuk speak that they use? Is there a word for that? Uh. I think they just call it Sagyuk speech. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So. Um. That's what I don't know how good that was or how bad that was. It wasn't terrible enough for anyone to comment on it. But uh, what he did have going for him was. See, he was in love with his older brother's wife. Sort of, they had been friends for since they were. See, older brothers. Uh, the the character. I think that was the fourth prince, Wook. Uh, being played by um Kang Hanyul. Oh yeah, yeah. Han Kang Yul. Which one is <laughs> it? I always confuse his name. Kang Hanul. <laughs> Kang Hanul. Yeah. Right. 
So, um, so ended up being played by Kang Hanyul, and uh, I'll already say Hanyul. What, what is wrong with my Hanyul? <laughs> okay. It just feels like I'm I'm not saying it right when I say Hanyul. Well, what somehow I, what I find is easy is uh, easier to pronounce names right. It's just a, try and catch it when people say it, and then you can hear how it's yeah. meant to be said. But Hanul also is the word for sky, so that's a nice yeah. Term. Oh, that's a lovely name. You know what I'm hoping that if I say these names uh, wrong enough on these podcasts and I listen to myself saying them wrong, um, I'll correct myself out of pure shame. <laughs> I, I think that might work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that does work. Uh, yeah, but there's no work. need to be. Ashamed. Okay, I need motivation. Language, so you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's so similar to Bangla yeah. that I I feel ashamed that I haven't picked it up. Um, that okay, I'm not working as hard on it as you are. I'm nowhere near working as hard on it, but still, okay. Uh, just, so the point I was saying. I'm really glad that you're not an obsessive perfectionist because that would drive you crazy. But I think I would prefer that to the person I am, which is um, no, someone no, who no. pretty much gives up stuff like way too early. <laughs> oh no, I I give up stuff. I just um, if I'm really into something, I run with it all the way, like a unnecessarily. Come on, man, who watches K dramas and ends up uh, recapping and volunteering? Um. As, it's just it's not a thing you know? who, whom are you talking to oh, yeah, okay, fair <laughs> do you think <laughs> yeah I guess I'm, okay. I'm saying that to the wrong <laughs> yeah totally. no, there's no sympathy here yeah. okay, so going back to, okay, is this going to be my job throughout this podcast bringing us back to what you're talking yeah, I about I to tell you that I digress really badly a lot <laughs> now you know uh, uh, maybe we should do like we should we should have like formats and sketches and points to discuss. Oh, I have points. Like I can tell oh, you. We just you, don't the other point them. that I have written in front of me is that um, did you find um, and because oh. you've watched cheese as well, um, obviously, um, yeah. that there were all of these moments where you'd watch Nam Ji Hyuk and you'd be like, he looks just like Park Hyun, just like him, like his mannerisms <laughs> and his actual features and like. I was thinking, you know, yeah, is that deliberate or is that just his like p- development as an actor without specifically modeling it on anyone? Because he really strongly did, so not just once or twice, but throughout the show, he'd have these moments where I thought I was watching Park Hyun. Did he? Yeah. Did you not get that? Was it only me? I think it might just be on oh, me. Because <laughs> he really did. I, I might have screen kept it a few times. Yeah, it might have been. Isn't that... Now I maybe like if, being deluded. <laughs> no, may, no, maybe it's just something that he noticed. Because I haven't, like... After watched I watched Bad Guys he, as well, right? Yeah, I did. So, a uh, same I guy um, uh, who, yeah... I know, I know Park Hagen, but it's just that... Um, no, I, I don't think I saw the similarities. Oh. It's just me. Huh. It's my- <laughs> well, I guess if anyone else ever hears this, they can tell us whether they saw it. Yeah, and they'll be like, huh, <laughs> I thought the same thing. There was one so. other person. I wouldn't feel like I'm the only person in the universe who thought that. Exactly. This is a good way of finding kindred spirits. <laughs> one Okay, one of the things I really, really liked um, about this show, which is another thing that elevated it from your average show, was yeah. that the therapist was good. Mm. 
There was good therapy. Oh, yeah. I thought that was such an unusual and different thing that we haven't really seen. Even in dramas where you have good uh, therapists who are ost- ostensibly good. Yeah, they're, uh, like they're, they're uh, they're Young, right? Yeah, well, also I was thinking Kill Me, Heal Me. They might be like uh, good in inverted commas, but they're ineffective or they're mm. more uh, ethically questionable or exactly. something fundamentally wrong with them. So what I really liked that this show did so well is it gave therapy value and the therapist yeah. was actually doing all the right things. And what was the other show that we have therapist in um, that is airing right now that I'm watching right now that I need to look at my watch list? Hold on. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay, hey, we just talked about it's okay, it's love. Yeah. There was a therapist there. Oh, yeah. But again, ethic, super ethically questionable. So, yeah. so ethically questionable. Like, you can't, uh, you have to ignore a lot of things to to accept. And this is true of drama land in general. You have to, uh, and of all uh, media, I guess, and especially um, t- TV type stuff, you do have to leave your conceptions of the real world at the door uh, and yeah. then... Uh, head into unreality with with blinkers on because otherwise you're not going to enjoy it. Um, that's why I'm not really a fan of of that whole. But this isn't even realistic argument because of course it's not realistic. None of it's realistic. <laughs> the whole thing is not. It, it's it's scripted. It's staged. It is everything about it is fake. That's you're not yeah. coming into it looking for realism. Don't be surprised when you don't find it in a, a thousand percent manufactured product because that's how manufacturing works. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. And I also because they're going to plumb every single thing for plot devices. Right, right? Exactly. They just want to move the story In storytelling, on. you have to choose what, what you're going to tell. You can't tell a full story uh, in, in, in a real life way because that's just simply too big an undertaking for so limited a medium. Um, True. So yeah. Therapy. It was good. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wish there was a little more of it because at one point everything became about Bokchu, like for a portion of the drama, uh, like in the middle, the Bokchu's um, angst became kind of took center stage, yeah, and of course, I mean. Dominant. Yeah, and, and he became uh, a secondary character, uh, Jun Young, and. The thing is that, I mean, yes, he was like her major support and he was, I mean, the, the romance thing was taking off and it was all about Pogju though. Mm. His own personal problems became very, very secondary. And when she finally realized that he had his own issues and her thoughts turned towards that, I mean, they got into a relationship and she started thinking about his, it was already pretty late in the show, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, like they tried front, to resolve that. Yeah, I mean but they did. I mean, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. It's not like I wanted them to have more time resolving that. It's just that I thought that the fact that there was no mention of his problems at all during that period, yeah. it was kind of a little odd, as if his life has had become suspended while he kind of like revolved around Bokchu, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. Although I don't I like it when it comes with. I don't like it when it when that happens with heroines, mm-hmm. when uh, their own lives become sort of non-existent and they revolve around the hero's angst. And I don't like it when it happens. You know, the, the thing reversed like it did yeah. in Bokju. Well, I, I the wish. Thing is, yeah. I don't think that that's uh, necessarily a fault, nor is it unusual, because it is her story. It's called Weightlifting Fairy Kimbuchu. It's not called, know, but... you know, Weightlifting Fairy's <laughs> Love or anything like that. I, I, I totally agree. Her. 
<laughs> it is about her, but from but the I, way I you set up the story, though. Yeah. Um, and also, but they I, had been given equal uh, weight in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So while the story was progressing, we got to see both sides of it, and then suddenly his side disappeared completely. Is that a writing thing more than uh, a development thing? As in, could it have been? It was a choice that they made. Like a, a what's it called? Life shooting and whether. They sort of went with the easiest story rather than not developing it at an equal pace. Or maybe they were responding to viewer feedback. I don't know. Like, I'm completely speculating. I'm sure that somewhere there is an answer to this. But um, maybe... It Though, you know, since you, since you brought up live shooting, and there, there has been a lot of discussion about pre-produced and live shooting recently. And while I'm, I'm still heavily, you know, in, in the camp of pre-produced in most cases... Um, in this case, live shooting worked out really, really well, didn't it? I think it generally does. I mean, the only what I see as the really very serious downside is the toll it takes on on the production, uh, and the crew, and the act, uh, actors and things like that. But no, as but a, a way of doing things, I, I actually wonder how anybody does anything pre-produced. <laughs> but the the way uh, live shoots work out usually, and when they work out really well, mm-hmm. is, is when the writer already has the story in place yeah, and everything, just, uh, every feedback. And I find that like I'm thinking from the point of view of just doing any kind of work is that it's always better to do something according to feedback rather than sort of plowing through blind. Yes, but, but the, then, the thing is, the, the reason I, I think that it's faulty, uh, in case of Cheese, for instance, they seem to, I don't know what they were responding to, what mostly, what feedback... That was mostly pre-produced. Uh, and that's was why it? they had definitely finished filming uh, the whole show before, uh, before they had finished airing, which is why the end was such a weird um, sort of mashup of of stuff they'd filmed without being able to actually actually you know who knows why they did anything the way they did no but 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 don't you remember that there were portions where um didn't Pakistan get injured at one point and then there was this thing where there was a press conference and he wasn't present i thought it was a live shoot system because the reason at least that okay maybe i wasn't reading enough of the news back then what i remember from that time was that they didn't have him in there because there was some problem with his agency and the rumor was going around that he just wasn't present because he had already been removed from the script so much and so much time had been given to the piano guy yeah. and even in promos and stuff he wasn't you know he was the lead but he wasn't given enough like he wasn't being treated with as i don't even respect and consideration i think <laughs> i don't at one um, point i don't know is the short answer but i read a lot of the speculation and i think it really is speculation nobody really knows he did an interview about it and he no he cl- he tried to clean up the air and said it was not i mean i think he had said he he had fallen sick and there was there was something but it sounded yeah, but more you know, like that, a that all is just putting yeah putting forward an official story i think we, there a lot of stuff went down that we don't know about but what you're talking about the pre-produced stuff is it's similar to what happened with scarlet heart really in that that that's what happens when you have pre-production but you also try to respond to viewer feedback you've got yeah. a certain amount of footage and then you just play around with it and in the case of scarlet heart and and cheese you end up with a mess 
So it's not so much that I'm against live shoots because as you like the shows that I mentioned, you said they were all live shoots. So what, what I'm probably against is doing exactly that uh, shooting according to or editing according to feedback, because mm-hmm. when you take in late feedback like that, like, all yeah, I mean, feedback yeah, like on, you should stick with the story you've chosen when you're pre-producing. You exactly. Can't, you can't pre-produce and then get to that point at the end where there is feedback and be like, oh, let's see what we can do here and just mess with it stick to the story you're telling and and, you know go stick with it to the end at least then it's a story that it was meant to be rather than something you tried to make it be that ended up not being and then nobody is happy because that's how it works when you try to make everybody happy and those and that's how we end up with some of the worst (laughs) dramas possible yeah i mean so there's that but then you also have stuff like um is it ocn stuff the those uh crime proce- uh, procedures and things and those are uh, generally from what i know many of them are pre-produced and stuff like squad 38 yeah it was fully pre-produced but it was brilliant and you can see how well they stuck to the that like that needed its plot to be so so tight um yeah. and, and would would they have been able to do it that well if it had been live shoot though I think it's possible, um, but the only, the problem with live shooting is that they just run out of time. For example, lots of uh, wasn't uh, I remember you? I think it's similarly tight in its plotting, although uh, it's not as uh, action packed. Uh, if that's the right word, <laughs> sure. If it's as the police word. unit thirty eight. Yeah. Slash yeah. squad thirty eight. <laughs> slash. <laughs> Tax something, <laughs> collecting 38. God, how Should many names did that thing have? Just that, yeah. that show with 38 in it, right? Not not exciting stuff, yet totally exciting. So oh, I'm so disappointed exciting. that other people didn't find it that exciting. It's like the show I'm recapping right now, Solomon's Perjury. Yeah. I don't know. I don't always like dry shows, but some shows are dry in this really good way, which is like it's cerebral, it's clever and it's tense and you're like yeah. oh i live for this stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, you you said it reminded you of white christmas right uh the promos did the show itself nothing like it this okay. uh the show itself reminds me much more of i remember you actually okay. uh, and it's like this is like a heaven of unreliable narration so nothing can be trusted. Everything is is uh, open to question. We're yeah. finally getting to this point. We've passed the halfway mark. It's only twelve episodes. So again, twelve episodes makes for really tight plotting. Uh, and we're at that point where you know things are beginning to come down. So answers are coming, but also you can't be quite secure in those answers because that could be turned on its head in in the next hour. So yeah, I like this show. It's, it's, <laughs> It's one of those shows that um, you have yeah. shows that get a lot of feedback and then you have shows that don't. And mm. there's a tendency to think if it doesn't get much feedback, it must not be a good show. This is. This is a really good show. But also, it's one of those shows that it's rewarding in itself to recap. Like, it, actually, I'm not at all... I barely notice that it doesn't have uh, a lot of feedback. But it's like, I don't even care. <laughs> I'm enjoying this so much by myself that... My own company is perfectly fine, you know. Like, I'm so cool with this, and I think also I uh, like to talk about recapping for a second. It can be difficult when it feels unrewarding. Um, like mm-hmm. I did this show when I first started recapping. It was after Kill Me Heal Me, anyway, 
um, okay. Super Daddy Yo, which was, oh my god. It was not, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not only was it, uh, everything about that show was just thankless <laughs> and unrewarding and I, I resented the time I had to spend recapping it because it wasn't even worth that much. Because, you know, you put in a lot of hours when you're recapping. Yeah. And especially if you're me, you don't perhaps work as fast as some really, really fast people. Um, so there you are, putting in your uh, X hour, number of hours, and you're like, you are not even a good enough show for me to do this. But yeah, that's what I mean about it being character building. Fun. Actually, simply comments are really sweet because people are like, "Oh, you're working so hard for such a horrible show." Oh, you're still sticking <laughs> it through. That's, that's sweet. So the contrast being that with Solomon's Perjury, that although it's not getting a lot of feedback, I am not even. It is not even an issue. This is so much fun all by itself. I mean, sometimes some shows just go under the radar and um, they have a lot of rewatching value. Yeah. People talk about them in later oh, years show, a lot. I've constantly gone back to the beginning and rewatched parts knowing what I know now and you're like, oh. And not for everybody, but I think certainly for uh, K-drama geeks or nerds in general, it's a, quite a solitary activity. You know, you watch your dramas by yourself with your door closed, with your headphones on and you, you have all of these experiences all alone. And that's yeah. part of your experience. It's a private experience. And that's interesting when you take it out of, for example, when you're recapping. Mm. I'm just here alone with my computer when I'm recapping. But then it ends up being read by, you know, however many people read it. What happens when you send that very private personal discussion that you've had with yourself in your own brain into the internet ether? Yeah it suddenly becomes something that isn't in your head anymore in a really strange way. It's a little bit surreal. I'm a little bit used to recapping now, but in the beginning, you have to figure out how much you to put into your writing. Yeah. Um, especially if you have controversial opinions, which I often do. Um, mm. But yeah, okay, maybe we could do a podcast about recapping. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be fun. But see, this is how you're way more cerebral than I am because I find it, I can't wait to have my recaps read. So the moment I have an opinion on anything I'm watching, I jot it down. I mean, I'm going to, I, I, oh, I, I do that. wait for like, <laughs> no, I know you make notes. You, you probably have like I've been sending no, you one notebook years. for each episode <laughs> yeah of course you do. but when I'm recapping I, I have a separate uh, document for each uh, pair of episodes I am not surprised but the doesn't everybody that... am I am I actually a freak I'm pretty sure everyone does <laughs> no I think most of us jot down stuff but I don't know if they do it as detailed as you do because you've sent us you've sent me emails of um your notes um, yeah and <laughs> my god <laughs> There's so much of it. And you you have this ability. You don't just note down like the timestamps. You sometimes have quotes so that you can refer to them. Oh, do you and then you have uh, <laughs> the notes under them. I never take down quotes because I'm like, I have the timestamp. I can just yeah. go back and check what but, they said. What, I'll, I'll tell you the origin of these note files is that they are quote files. To this day, I name them quote whatever, whatever. When I first started taking notes many, many years ago, it was because I wanted to take quotes of yeah. whatever I happened to hear in a show. I'd be like, ooh, that was a really good line. Jot it down. Yeah, yeah. And then it became notes. So uh, 
Yeah. See, I love that. I, I mean, That's such a cool habit to get into. And I don't have that habit. And I can't remember habit. codes and it's an awesome habit. And that's what writers should do, you know. Because there are so many things, so many lines, and there are I I it's not code specific for me. Sometimes I come across descriptions that I have to uh note down for later reference. But somehow with dialogues, I miss out a lot. Like some, I I hear stuff that's impressive, then I don't note it down, and then later on I'm like, what was that thing yeah, someone said that yeah, was so because, impressive? Again, because I'm obsessive, so I'm I hear something and I know I'm not going to remember um, where, it, and it will bother me not to remember it, and I will want to to have it uh, for reference at some point. So in the moment, I just make sure if I don't write the actual quote, at least I'll timestamp it. But what I found is if I only timestamp it and then I come back to that document and it says, you know, for example, 39 minutes and 29 seconds, (laughs) quote here, it says quote here. And I'm like, what? Why didn't you just write it? So now I just write it. (laughs) And what's easier with uh, the dramas as well is that now that I use Notepad Plus, (laughs) pro tip, it's really Uh easy to just open the subfiles as well. Um, and just copy paste it and then like edit it up nicely. So then oh, thank you. I I'm gonna try doing that. Place. I didn't know there was a Notepad Plus. I didn't know Notepad was developed enough to have a plus. Uh, it's uh, like a completely different uh, program. It's like a, uh, a a what is it? A juiced up Notepad. Like Notepad okay. itself is really basic, but this Notepad Plus yeah. it does so many things. <laughs> Like the number of the amount of stuff that I've lost because Notepad doesn't auto save is, you know, just it's it's sadness. Notepad plus automatically saves. <laughs> ah, wow. Yeah. You you definitely need that with cats in your house. Yeah, you should I use- have lost so so many <laughs> files because my cat walked over the keyboard. Get it. Amy. Okay, how did how did we get here? Where were we? Uh, how did we get here? Would be a <laughs> story for another day. Refer to your notes. Refer to your notes. Do you do you remember uh, the the the, um, the, doc, the two doctors? Yeah, I remember. Well, they're they're not even secondary. They're sort of tertiary, a tertiary couple. Are they even tertiary? Maybe they're tertiary. I, I don't know. I mean, I think they were pitched as secondary couples, but then they kind of they, they became had a very so small uh, storyline. But it was a quite nicely done one. But, yeah, I, I I even enjoyed the way it ended. But though I wish that that he had said something a little more because I felt really resentful on her behalf. Yeah. Like I was way more worked up than she was. Oh yeah. About like my, his... my note here says that's an inordinately long time to have a crush. See, some of the commenters had uh, mentioned here um, on Drama Bean San on Sumpi that he he did love her. He just didn't, he didn't realize it, right. which is fine, which is what like we were all hoping for, for. Like we knew that. Yeah, but then the thing is, but in she the didn't end, make it work for it, and I like that. Yeah, like somewhat, but like in the end, he's like, Soul is really lonely without you, and do you like Messi? That's it. That's all you're gonna give. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that that implied enough. Like it was. Yeah, it it did, and it was adorable, <laughs> and I really liked it. But somehow I was like, I was still fuming on her behalf. I'm like, yeah. dude, you she waited a bit you. harder. I, I mean, not that she should have played him, but like, I think she should have been kinder to herself by leaving a lot sooner but since she yeah. she didn't 
at least make him wait a bit longer. But then I can, I mean, like in real life terms, I can. Oh, you know what? It's not so much that I wanted her to make him uh, wait a bit long. I wanted her to get properly angry at him. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I mean, actually. Is, yeah, I mean, give him a piece of your mind, like properly. But then maybe she sort of did when she. uh, Yeah, she did, like in that one outburst. Yeah. She did. And I don't think it's in their nature, in either of their natures, to be too confrontational. Both of them are very laid back, so which is probably why it never, you know, never came to anything sooner but yeah yeah, I feel like she had her fate in her own hands um for a long time it just didn't occur to her that hey maybe she should stop waiting and start okay tell me something (laughs) I'm I'm not entirely again I forget the actress's name but wasn't this the same girl who had a crush on the on the doctor in doctor oh you didn't watch that in doctors I, I think it was the same girl and it was the same story where she was a, a resident who was um, in the same year as the male lead and she had a crush on him and uh, she wanted to have a relationship with him but he was not he just wanted her as a friend mm-hmm. and that went on for way too long and then, <laughs> yeah, actually um, it's funny you mentioned that because that same actress um, the last thing I watched her in was Plus Nine Boys Oh, I really hated her so much in that. So I, I was sort of primed to dislike her anyway. Um, <laughs> and in in that show, did did you watch it? No, I didn't. It was rubbish. Was it was complete waste, no, okay. it was a complete waste of sixty dollars. Um, right. I really resent watching that show. It was not at all good. <laughs> it was the same reason I then resented Yuk Sung Jae when he was in uh, 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 Who Are You um, School. Um, yeah. Because nothing about that show was likable nothing did you watch entertainer uh a bit of it not yeah it, it's not at all worth the time um but uh harry in it was Inter- right off the back of um kill me heal me right so i was uh, still on a bit of a off. it was like in terms of airing they were quite a while apart but it was uh Chisung's next project after that and yeah so i think he took a bit of a break us. um was but his maybe- uh, his wife <laughs> yeah. bo young uh, Lee Boyoung, who was in I Lee Boyoung, yeah, Lee Boyoung. So I love her, by the way. Yeah, I mean, she's good. Everyone loves uh, her. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> everyone does. So bad. I mean, t- to be to be honest, I don't know why I love her so much because um, she's had some really in- great characters and she acts them with so much like pizzazz and like again one of those characters who goes all in. Like she, she does, but the thing it. is that I, I've only ever seen her and I hear your voice. Have you not and seen Gift uh, 14 Days? Oh, yeah, I, I saw 14 Days. I totally forgot about it. Right. Like it, it's been, it, it was deleted from my memory. Because of the ending. <laughs> that, that's quite possible. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really love her. And I love that they are married because they are both so cool. Um, but the thing is, I didn't actually, I didn't, in the, I mean, in I Hear Your Voice, I liked her, but I didn't like her with um, Park Suha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it that he's always Park Suha to me? Like, no matter what I watch him in, he's always Park Suha. It's true. You know, I've gotten to that point where I can't remember their character names anymore. I can only remember who the actor or actress is. And I'll be like, oh, oh I you know. wait for that moment to come. <laughs> yeah. That would actually make me sound more intelligent than, than <laughs> grasping for character names. And, and I will be better prepared <laughs> next time. I'm going to have like an entire list of dramas and character names and actor names. And I'll surprise you with my suddenly uh, polished recall. 
Your recall mm. has been about a thousand times better than mine right now, so I'm already surprised. I'm not surprised, I'm impressed. Well, not how? Even... I haven't been able you to remember understand. any character's name. <laughs> the, the one thing that I truly suck at, which is completely ironic, I understand, is verbal recapping. Like, if someone asks me, what was that show about? I'll be like, it's, uh, you know, where the guy did this thing. Oh, but before that, this ha- Oh, no, but then, oh, wait, am I saying it in the wrong order? <laughs> oh, no, actually, that was a good... This is what happens when I try to say anything about anything. Like, I tried to recommend Signal to someone the other day, and yeah. I was trying to explain the plot. And <laughs> how, how did it go? It went... So there's this, like, radio, and there's these two guys, and they're connected over the radio over, like... A time and <laughs> no, it's really cool. You like it. <laughs> yeah, I recognise the irony of being unable to recap, uh, and then I followed it up with an email of somebody else's review saying, "Here's what I wish I'd said. <laughs> Just pretend I said it." <laughs> yeah, but watch—that's the most important thing. <laughs> oh yeah.